This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender for the evening. My name is Anthony. You can call me dude if you're bad with names. We all are. Don't worry about it. So how's everybody going? We made it first the uh, past the first week of 20, 2021. And let's see what's going on. Oh, shit. Okay, we're not going to talk about that. You probably got enough about that from other podcasts, news networks, and uh, TikToks and all that stuff. Oh, boy. Ooh, what a what a mess! So, uh, luckily, uh, I am an introvert, and I choose to stay locked up inside my house most of the time because I've got nowhere else to go. I mean, seriously, people. I mean, I do have a job, a uh, day job, that where I do get out in the sun every once in a while. But once I get home, there's nothing to do. I uh, can't go to a movie theater. Most of them are closed in West Texas, or at least have a limited seating. Uh, and plus, I really don't like going to movies by myself all that much. And uh, I don't, you know, there are no, a lot of the bars are limited seating right now. And uh, since I don't drink, what's the point of going to the bar? You know, might as well leave that bar stool open for the person that does drink and can make the bar money. You know, guy just sitting there drinking Coke and spouting off details about the Beatles isn't going to make them any money. And casinos are too far away, you know. I wanted to take a vacation uh, and, uh, well, kind of a business vacation. Uh, if I actually had a, uh, made this podcast into a real business, uh, I could go to, I wanted to use Las Vegas as an excuse to go and visit with other bartenders, but there's just too many restrictions on going to Las Vegas nowadays. And, you know, how are you supposed to uh, really show off what you got if you have a mask on your face? Well, you know, I, you know, that's one problem about wearing a mask on your face, but I still wear a mask on my face just because those people out there have something I need and I really want it. And in order to get it, I have to wear the mask, so I wear the damn mask. Besides, one of the things that I enjoy doing when I'm in Las Vegas is uh, smoke a cigar while having uh, one of my very few drinks that I have uh, ever in a year. Uh, having a nice cognac and stand there and try to look cool with a cigar and a cognac. Try to look rich, at least. Doesn't never works, but, uh, you know, it's just some uh, persona that I like to try to do. But, uh, you know, enough about that. I mean, we're all a little bit anxious uh, still. We're all still a little bit, uh, got a little cabin fever going. And uh, hopefully all of us can get back to work no matter where you are in the service industry. Uh, whether you're the cook, dishwasher, you're the bartender, server, you're the dancer on the stage, you're the singer on the uh, singer on the other stage, we all want to get back to work as soon as possible. And the only way we can do it is to try to protect ourselves and protect uh, others, or protect my ourselves from others, or others protect themselves from us. You know, we can go. I could go all day with that. Anyway, that's enough about that. Let's uh, move on to tonight's drink special. I got something really cool for you guys. I ran across this because I worked with the guy, and he uh, showed me how he does this. Um, this drink he calls the Smoked Bourbon Old Fashioned. And let me tell you, for me, uh, this is 
an uh, original drink and very interesting, uh, probably more interesting than original. But hi, um, what you're going to need is you're going to need uh, two shots of bourbon. You're going to need a, about a quarter shot of Traeger smoked simple syrup, two dashes of orange bitters, and you. Well, what you do is you put that. You can you can shake it, strain it, or you can just pour it all into a glass. You can have it on the rocks. You can uh, have it straight up. But the key to this whole thing is the garnishment. The optional garnishment is a slice of smoked bacon. Yes, that's right. Somebody finally gave me a drink that has bacon in it and not just, you know, bacon grease or anything like that. It, um, uh, when I, when he told me about this, um, uh, this friend of mine who Instagram page is chinos underscore BBQ, go follow him. He, uh, he mostly does stuff, uh, that he, uh, makes on his Traeger at home. I'm not being sponsored by Traeger, but I'm saying it anyway. Uh, you, you can find all sorts of neat things that he's concocted up. Uh, but when it came to alcohol, he, uh, I ran across this drink on his Instagram page, chinos underscore bar, uh, BBQ. And I said, you used a slice of bacon for garnishment. That is brilliant. That's something I've been waiting for all my life. And he sat there very proud of it. So, uh, just remember two shots of bourbon quarter, uh, quarter shot of Traeger smoked simple syrup and two dashes of orange bitters and go nuts. It's, you know, he says he loves uh, drinking that while he's standing by the Traeger waiting for his uh, brisket to finish or waiting for the brisket to start or somewhere in the middle of the brisket or, you know, basically that's, that's his barbecue and drink other than beer. So, Give it a shot. Let me know what you think. Dude at HeyBartenderPodcast.com. I work with the guy. The guy suffers through me and my little smart aleck remarks every day. So uh, tell me what you think. I'll pass it on to him. Or go follow him in, on Instagram at Chinos underscore BBQ. So on to today's subject. Uh, stick around for a little bit uh, A little bit later. We are going to be featuring music by Los Que No Tienen. And, uh, but until then... Today's subject, today's subject we'll be talking about is a question that came up on social media that I found was uh, very interesting. And I, uh, you know, I had to sit back and think about this for a long time. The person asked, do you ever feel guilty about 86ing somebody from your bar? And, you know, I had to sit back and think about it. And I said, I've I've said to myself, I've either felt guilty or I've been uh, guilted into feeling guilty for 86ing somebody. Now, every bartender out there, you guys got uh, some story out there where you had to 86 somebody. And 86ing is, in my opinion, uh, not for only certain people. It's for everybody that comes into your bar. They can be the person that came into your bar on the first night and decided to get into a fight, decided to have an argument, decided to bother customers, and then uh, you kicked them out. Or... It could be a long time regular and they just fucked up and, uh, you know, they, uh, got in a fight or something like that. And you said, you got in a fight, dude, you're 86. Don't ever come back here. Now that, um, that is just the beginning of all of that. And, you know, you, you have to sit back every once in a while and decide, did I do the right thing? Did I, uh, is somebody going to get mad at me about it? And, 
uh, here are a couple of my stories of people that I've 86 Now, let me tell you something first. 86ing somebody from a bar is uh, almost like a superpower. You, uh, it is your judgment. It is your decision. You make it happen, and it happens. But like with all power, you can exploit it a little bit. With great power comes great responsibility. No, okay. You see, you can't 86 too many people. Otherwise, you're going to end up with no customers. And that's uh, horrible. So, um, you know, whatever you take from the stories that I'm going to tell you tonight, uh, you know, just take what you want and, you know, see if you can relate to it. Now, the first story I'm going to tell you was uh, kind of uh, uh, one of those situations where I was, it was a what the fuck situation. We had uh in my bar there was a fight and these uh these two guys i don't know how the fight started all i know was all of a sudden the fight started and i I was brand new to bartending so i was um i wasn't eager for my first fight to start but i was on the lookout for it because ever you know you know everybody thinks oh bar bar fight you know fights happen in bars all the time alcohol testosterone, you know, uh, fights are going to happen all the time. I was a little bit too much on the lookout for it, but I saw this fight start and immediately I jump out, separate the guys. And I yell at my uh, coworker for jumping out there, even though she could probably break up the fight way faster than I could. But, uh, on their way out, I basically said, uh, you're 86. Do not ever come back into my bar ever again. And they were yelling a whole bunch of threats one of which was I know the owner. Oh God! And I, uh, but I was, you know, my uh, adrenaline levels were on like eleven at that point. Spinal Tap reference. And I, I said, "Yeah, so do I." As he was going out the door, and I, I wrote it in the logbook that night, and uh, I was, I thought, okay, I've done everything I need to do. I've written down every detail that I can remember in the logbook, and uh, you know everybody made it out safe. We still made money tonight. Cool. And all of a sudden, my next shift I come in, that same guy comes in, and I uh, I said, "No, whoa, dude, you were eighty sixth. Uh, leave right now." And he goes, "I talked to your manager, and she said I could come back." And I went, "Not on my shift. Get out of here." And then he left after a few choice uh, swear words, uh, asshole, fucker, uh, I'm going to have your job, you know, a few choice words like that. All of a sudden, I get a phone call from the manager, and she says, I told him he could come back in. I said, I 86 him for getting in a fight just the other night. And she goes, well, it wasn't his fault. And I said, it doesn't matter. And she's she's like, look, he gets he can come back in. And I was just like, fine, whatever, you're a bar. And so I said, all right, I talked to the manager. You're allowed to come back in. And he held that over my head for a little while. Real prick. And uh, that was my first uh, first time 86ing somebody. And that caused me to doubt myself. You know, it's like, okay, what if the manager has other friends? You know, and she, it's, it, you know, she allows these people to get in fights or do uh, do bad things to other customers that wouldn't be uh, allowed anywhere else, but they she allows it in in my bar because when she's not there, I'm running the bar. It's my bar. That's the rules. 
I mean, I started thinking it was like, every, uh, if I need to 86 somebody, am I going to have to call her first? Okay, yeah, this guy was Tom Smith. Uh, he's 6'4", uh, has short, dark hair. He was wearing a Hawaiian shirt, white shorts, and Crocs. Had, uh, can, I, can I 86 him? Oh, you dated him once. Okay. So, uh, did, it, did the relationship end badly? Oh, you're still dating him. Okay, so uh, I can't 86 him then because you're still sleeping with him. All right, fine. Uh, you know, that's that's the way I felt like it was going to happen. I didn't, uh, it didn't actually happen that way, but it started to piss me off. I mean, uh, because the rules, uh, you know, the, uh, the rules of the bar were almost getting thrown out the window for her specific friends. And so, yes, every time I felt like I had to 86 somebody, I felt guilty about it. Uh, and, uh, you know, then it came to the point where I was just like, oh, I, I'm just not going to 86 them because odds are uh, the manager is going to come around and she's going to uh, make it okay for them to come in. And then I look like the asshole and yeah, that made things tough for me. Next comes the customer that every bar in town has 86 to this person, but somehow in your bar, they've made a, uh, they've made a deal with the manager saying that he can come in as long as he's accompanied by his uh, wife or girlfriend. I don't know what the hell they were. Uh, all I know is I saw their picture of their family family tree and it didn't fork. It was that creepy. But um, as long as he stayed sitting next to her, didn't drink alcohol, he could come into the bar because he had a reputation around town of getting a little bit drunk, getting a little bit out of hand, bothering customers, pestering people's trying to families trying to sit down and have their dinner. One bar even 86 him for trying to carve his name in into the pine. And uh you know now that uh now that he used a knife, he've got about three or four letters in his name. A R uh, and he got three, three, and a, uh, three and a half letters out of a five letter name, which I'm surprised he knew how to spell. Um, and he got 86 from that bar. Now that's stuck on the bar forever and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, in, besides replace the entire bar, but our bar got stuck with this guy and it pissed me off to no end that this guy, I basically had to babysit him and it was supposed to be the point where uh, his wife, girlfriend, sister, whatever she was, uh, was supposed to keep an eye on him, make sure he stays sitting down next to her, not causing any trouble. And, but there were times where she had to use the restroom. She, there were uh, times where he showed up before she did. And uh, the bartender, me, uh, my friend Shannon was way better at handling him because she dealt with him for a lot longer than I had. Um it, uh, you basically had to babysit the guy, make sure he didn't wander around, start to, uh, bothering people or get himself into trouble. Uh, it, uh, and I hated it. And I kept questioning, why are we the only bar in town that puts up with this guy? And, you know, after a while, uh, I just pretty much sat back and said, okay, he's sitting there. He's quiet. Long as I put WWE raw on the TV, he'll be quiet for the night. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it was just, you know, leave me alone. What, but the, uh, icing on the cake was, is that his, uh, 
the woman he came in with, because I really want to call call her his sister, cousin. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, like I said, their family tree did not fork. I mean, it was a telephone pole. But eventually, uh, him and his longtime girlfriend or whatever, uh, I don't know what the hell to call him. Uh, uh, eventually, they broke up, and she ended up dating her daughter's boyfriend. I wish I was making that up. And uh, he was kind of left on his own. And eventually, after I had left that bar, eventually he was 86 from there for uh, pestering the other customers a little bit too much. The uh, the bartender on duty just finally had enough. And he was one of those kind of guys. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to kick him out for is whenever we hired a new waitress, um, he would ask if... Uh, he could ask if they, he could shake their hand. Then he'd lean over to kiss their hand, but not kiss their hand. He would lick their hand. Okay, how many female bartenders out there just got grossed out? You deserve to be grossed out. I am sorry. Uh, sorry to tell you that story, but any customer who does that to you, that's disgusting. Especially when they're an inbred redneck. I wanted to 86 them for doing that to my my servers. But Shannon had a good handle on him. Uh, yelled at him, don't ever do that again. And he's like, okay, okay, fine. I won't do that again until the next server uh, uh, eventually comes in. And uh, eventually he was 86. It was it was kind of like uh, I, I had left it up to Shannon most of the time because she uh, knew how to handle him, knew how to keep him seated. But once he broke up with his sister, wife, girlfriend, cousin, uh, he started drinking alcohol again. And I thought, oh, it's only a matter of time now. And uh, if he ends up getting in a fight in the bar, <laughs> I'm the last person that's going to help him because he annoys the piss out of me. He never got into a fight in the bar. and uh, But eventually he did get 86, finally, from the only other bar that he could go into in town. If he needed a uh, drink, he had to drive actually two towns away to get to a bar that he's never been uh, 86 from. Now, uh, when it comes to 86ing somebody, you don't have to 86 them for life every single time. And it, it can all depend on the severity of their whatever they did uh, or uh, if you want to give them a second chance and see if they've learned their lesson. Uh, my uh, good friend Barb, she used to 86 people for like a month, two months, because they just happened to be an asshole that one night. Maybe started uh, started to try to pick a fight, but didn't actually follow through. She would eighty six him, but only for a couple of weeks, maybe a month, and then sit down with him and say, "Have you learned your lesson? Will you ever do that again?" And Barb was very intimidating in that way, and because the way I just said it right there does it no justice. And of course, they'd say, "Yes, I've learned my lesson. It'll never happen again. Please let me back in." And she go, "Okay, fine. What can I get you?" But let me remind you. You fuck up like that again, you're out of here for good. And she, uh, Barb was, used to be really good at that. I was not as forgiving. Uh, now, uh, next story that I can think of where I 86 a person, there's this guy uh, that came in. I have no idea what he did for a living. All I know is that he would look like that he just came out of a, I don't know, uh mine uh like a coal mine or something like that whenever he'd come in and he was already blasted drunk usually uh by the time i often ref uh, refused to serve him and uh 
one one afternoon he came in. I didn't think he was uh, he was drunk. I gave him a beer, and then he started walking around to all the tables, talking to the customers. And eventually, I had to intervene. I uh, well, didn't it wasn't eventually; it was almost immediate. I said, said, "Dude, go sit down, go drink your beer." And then I turned to the customers and say, "Everything okay? Everything cool? Can I get you anything? Okay. Uh, uh, if you need anything, just let me know." But as soon as I told him to go away and go sit down, he'd moved on to the next table. And I said, dude, what are you doing? And then I take him away, have to do the same thing with the next customer. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Is everything okay? Can I get you anything? All right. And finally, I got sick of it. I was, uh, I just all of a sudden took away his beer and I sat, uh, sat back and, uh, and I looked at him right in the eye and I said, get the hell out. I don't want you in here anymore. You're bothering my customers and you're pissing me off. And he was just like, okay, fine, whatever. And he didn't leave right away. He just, he decided to start walking up to, cause there were two separate sections in the bar that I worked at at this time. One side was for the bar. It was uh, walled off for lottery and smoking. And then there was the restaurant side where, you know, more family friendly. And, he decided to stop and start talking to the customers that were on the dining room side. And immediately when I saw that, I walked over and I said, what are you doing? Get the hell out of here. I don't want to see you in here. And he said, fine, you can 86 me if you want, but I'll just be right back. And I said, and I'll kick you out again. Get out. And he walked out the door and I got on the hotline. I started calling around uh, to all the bars in the neighborhood because like I've told you guys before, like you guys have told me before, we were all friends in the neighborhood. And back then, this was uh, early 2000s. Uh, we didn't have uh, like group text. You know, we're still stuck in the Nokia 5100 series. I got on the hotline and started uh, calling up all the other bars saying, hey, there's this guy. Uh, he's pretty blasted and he's doing nothing but bothering customers. Just thought I'd let you know. Uh, well, I didn't call all the bars because uh, a lot, oftentimes there was one bar in town that would s- purposely send their drunks over to uh, over to my bar and say, "Oh, don't worry, they'll serve you there." And I and I, you know, I'd bitch at them because um, there were six six or seven bars in that town, and two uh, three two or three of them were corporate, and uh, the we'd we'd all. Uh, communicate with each other because we all knew each other except for that one bar who seemed to have a bit of a chip on their shoulder. I think is how I'd describe it. And they, you know, they would never communicate with us. And so we uh, ultimately, eventually we decided they're sending us their assholes. We're not going to communicate, communicate with them anymore either. So, you know, they're fine. But the guy eventually did leave, leave the bar I told my cook what happened. I told my server what happened, and I wrote it down in the logbook immediately while I still remembered how um, how everything went because that was the most important thing you can do, guys, is uh, write down if you have to eighty six somebody because you got to have proof that you did it, and also you leave the logbook out so the other bartenders that work the rest of the week that you might not be able to call or talk to right away they can see also see what happened. And funny thing, funny postscript to that that story. I think I've talked about this before. When I 86 this guy, 
late, 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 late that night. Okay. My cook was sitting at the bar at the time. So he was off, off the clock. So maybe it was around midnight, 1230, somewhere around there. Uh, the guy, the guy, I 86 came right back in and immediately I saw him wander in and, you know, almost like he was in a daze or something like that. And I turned and looked at it and saw him and I said, no, no, you leave right now. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go. And my cook turned around and looked at him and said, you better leave. And the guy gave this look, fine. Because he had this, uh, the guy had this attitude, go ahead and call the cops on me. I'll be out of there uh, by late tonight. He acted like he had some kind of diplomatic immunity or something like that. uh, He... I think he uh, he had a Russian dialect, but I get dialects mixed up all the time. Could have been German for all I know. But uh, after I said, do not pass go, do not collect $200, my cook got mad at me because uh, he's, he said, how am I supposed to keep a straight face and help you out when you say shit like that? And I said, sorry, it just came out. I say stupid shit like that all the time. I mean, you guys, um, uh, you guys have heard me, you know, when that guy turned and looked at me and said, do you want to step outside? And I just looked him right in the eye with a straight face and said, nah, I don't need a blowjob right now. And, uh, you know, everybody around me is laughing their ass off. And it, uh, I I just said it. I, I'm pretty sure I stole that from a comedian or uh, a movie or something like that. But, uh, in fact, I think it was Bordello of Blood that uh, starred Angie Everhart and other people. Who cares more than Angie Everhart? Uh, Den, uh, Dennis Miller. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dennis Miller was in that movie. He was the one that said it. So, um, yeah, I stole that from a comedian um, uh, about the blowjob thing. But the do not pass go to not collect $200. I have no idea where the fuck that came from. Did I feel guilty about 86ing that guy? Fuck no. Because he was bothering the piss out of me. And I was sure that uh, that it would be completely okay with everybody else that worked with me in the bar. So sucks to be him. This next story, uh, is, uh, kind of, uh, an unsaid 86. Now we had these, uh, this couple that came in every night, uh, as soon as the husband got off work, let's just say they were well off. She had, uh, a diamond the size of a dime on her hand. And he wore nice suits. And they came into uh, a local mom and pop bar just because they liked the atmosphere. They liked the people that hang out there. And every once in a while, they would bring their business clients in. Majority of them were always nice people. But every once in a while, we'd get one of these people that uh, their nose is stuck so far up their ass they can't tell where they begin and they end. I actually don't know if I said that sentiment right. Ah, who cares? Now this, like I said, this is a 86 that was kind of left unsaid. This couple would bring in clients and most, like I said, most of the clients were nice, but there's this one particular evening I was serving, uh, and the bar was completely packed. And so I was, I, I was running, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six tables, all four, uh, all, all four tops and, uh, you know, running back and forth from the kitchen. 
I, I'll tell you right now, I wasn't the greatest server on the face of the planet. But uh, being, uh, being at the bar, I could sling drinks like nobody else. Uh, like nobody else. I mean, come on. But uh, I was being a server. I was, uh, I was writing down my tickets as fast as I could. I was uh, taking orders. I was trying to make sure the food got to the right place. And then I go over to the bar and I uh, let uh, Barb know I need two Coors Lights, uh, a, a Jack and Coke, and a screwdriver, say. And that was the drink order for the table. And then I start to write it down on the ticket for it. And then this lady looks at me and says, excuse me, but is that my husband's hamburger? And I said, no, this is a ticket. And she goes, oh, really? Well, you see this pulls a dollar out of her purse. She goes, this was going to be your tip. I looked at her and said, you're not even in my section. And to, in order to not make things worse for, uh, for Barb, because I did realize that was going to make things worse for her, um, I kept away because no matter what that lady said, I was going to smart off to her. There was temptation that I was going to pull the bar stool right out from underneath her when she wasn't looking. Cause I was that nerve, uh, nerve racked. I was frazzled and, uh, I was, and you know, I was at that tipping point. I'm so, I'm sure some of you ACE servers out there where you're like six, uh, six, four tops. Jeez. What a rookie. Okay, I'm sure there's some of you server uh, crack servers that can uh, could have done that, like it's nothing. But I was having a little trouble that night. Yes, to the point where I wanted to cause physical harm to an old lady. Uh, but apparently, uh, when I uh, decided I need a I need a break, I need to mellow out for a second because I'm I'm about to snap. When it, all my tables were completely uh, taken care of, I ran into the office, lit up a cigarette took a deep breath. Okay. And then Barb came in and talked to me and she goes, okay, this lady at the, uh, at the bar, she's a real bitch. And I said, you know what? I might've set her off. I'm so sorry. And she goes, no, no, no. She, she was like that before you got there. And I was, I was just like, well, okay. So after she left and her husband and his hamburger, uh, we realized that they were, uh, guests, let's say of two of our very regular customers. Like I said, that were, uh, that gave the air that they were fairly well off. And, uh, we walked over to them and Barb asked them very, very nicely, please do not bring that woman back in here. Uh, she was mean to me. She was mean to the servers. We don't want those, that type of people here. And, uh, they actually agreed with us say, yeah, she can be kind of like that. We're sorry. She won't come in here again. So that's kind of, that's what I call the left unsaid 86. When you and other people have an understanding that that person cannot come in anymore. We felt guilty about it because we were actually putting the pressure on our, our regular customers that that person cannot come in anymore. Even though she probably says, well, I don't want to go in there anymore either. Those, uh, the most rotten service I've ever had in my life. She probably said something like that. But we felt guilty because we put uh, pressure on our regular customers that we actually liked. and uh, But they understood, so we felt a little bit better about that. And, uh, you know, it, uh, 86ing somebody, sometimes it's easy, sometimes, uh, sometimes it's hard to do, especially when you have a very regular customer involved because the rules are the rules. Like... Uh, 
at the bar uh, uh, at the bar I was working at at this point in time, uh, there was a sign next to the pool table. If there is a problem with the ruling on a pool shop, pick a number between eighty five and eighty seven, and that's where this story comes in. I've told you guys this story before, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again. Uh, there was these three guys once again. The rich couple brought in uh, a client or a coworker. I'm not sure exactly what he was. And there was this kid and this very muscular Hispanic dude. And uh, this the kid was barely 21 uh, and a bit of a smartass. And I think he figured that he could get away with anything in town. So, uh, you know, I... The long story short of how this 86 happened, it was a three for, uh, uh, it was three for three. There was a uh, problem with the ruling on the pool shot. And I immediately uh, saw that uh, the, uh, the Hispanic guy who was a long time regular customer of mine. He, in fact, when I got fired from the bar before the, this bar that I was working at, he says, you're not going to be there. I'm never going there again. He was a strong supporter of me and he had, uh, he put me in a bad position of having to 86 him. Uh, he, uh, all of a sudden I see him, um, you know, uh, stick his chest out and get ready to, uh, get ready to fight. And I quickly jumped out there and I said, we have a problem here. And they said, no, no problem. I said, okay, separate. And, uh, uh, so, you know, every, everybody cool down, separate. And let's, uh, continue to have a good time. All right. So, the Hispanic gentleman walks over, uh, sits down at the bar, and uh, eventually he makes his way back over to the bar, wants to play the kid again. And I thought, ah, oh, crap, they're already in the middle of a game, and I'm busy. I've my uh, my server's got uh, tickets up here, and then all of a sudden I sense a disturbance in the force. I turned to my server at the time, who was pregnant, uh, maybe seven months. And I said, if something happens, I want you to stay behind the bar, okay? No matter what happens. And she goes, do you think something's going to happen? And I said, there's a possibility. And she says, okay. And, you know, because I wanted to make sure that she wasn't hurt. I wanted to make sure her baby wasn't hurt. And, uh, you know, it wasn't a sexist thing at all because I am a huge believer that a female bartender can break up a fight in a bar way faster and way easier than a guy can. Well, sure, I've heard stories where, uh, what was it, Chantel? Sh- Chantel told me that she uh, she got punched in the face and had a black eye one night. But, uh, you know, when a guy goes out there, it just, you know, all of a sudden the testosterone quadruples and then everybody thinks they got to fight each other. And uh, But in this case... Uh, I was watching them not more than a few seconds after I told uh, my server, stay behind the bar if something happens. All of a sudden, the Hispanic guy uh, starts throwing uh, haymakers on this kid. And immediately, I was, uh, you know, two punches in, I was already walking out uh, behind the bar. I turned to my cook, who happened to be coming into the bar area, and I said, call the cops. And then he said, emergency line or non-emergency? And I Felt like, what kind of a stupid question is that? Do you not see what's going on? But I respected him. I respected him. He's a friend of mine. And I, I said, emergency line. And uh, I went out there. I grabbed the kid because he was lighter. 
tossed him off to the side and just stood right in front of the Hispanic guy. And he went from kill to, I just fucked up. And I said, okay, kid, you sit over there, you sit over there and you sit over there. And I, I had all three separated and I had them sitting in the corner like fucking kindergartners people. And they were all sitting with their heads down uh, like a kinder, kindergarten kindergartner would uh, as if they got into a fight out in the playground. And that, and I was, uh, my nerves were frazzled, frustrated because I thought, okay, we've, uh, because this bar actually had video footage of the fight and the cops had to come and I, I was worried that the OLCC was going to hear about this and then we were going to get, uh, get a sting operation put on us. I was worried that the boss is going to get mad that I actually allowed the fight to escalate to that point or allowed these people to escalate into a fight. And I, I was worried about everything. But the one thing that didn't occur to me that was going to happen was uh, my server, my other server, not the pregnant one, my other server that night, she and, she and I had known each other for quite a few years by this point. And I walked, I had, I had, by this time I had already walked to all three of them and said, don't come back in this bar ever again. And, uh, the, uh, the one guy who was friends of that rich couple, I told you about, uh, he just shook his head up and down and said, yes. And I, I went over to the Hispanic guy and I said, I'm sorry, dude, but I got 86. You and He's like, okay, yeah, I understand. And then I went over to the kid and I said, you're 86. I didn't give a shit about him. And the cops showed up. Uh, the cops, I don't know what happened to the uh, that one guy, but they ended up arresting the Hispanic and the, and the kid. Both of them had priors. And uh, I told the cops everything that I knew. They uh, looked at the security footage. I had to write all this shit down in the log and the um, my friend's server, she actually got mad at me. She's she says you can't eighty six. I I wish I could remember the Hispanic guy's name, uh, but instead of referring to him as the Hispanic guy, that feels pretty rude in this day and age. But he was Hispanic. You know, I'm not. You know, there's no other way to go about it. Uh, and I don't want to just call him Carlos because that's that would be worse. I think. But she said, you can't 86 him. He's a longtime regular. And I said, I have to 86 him. He got in a fight. And she, uh, and then she says, she says, no, I'm not going to let you. And I said, too bad. And she goes over to him and, uh, you know, says, don't worry about it. I'll talk to the manager and uh, we'll get you back in. And that pissed me off. I was like, you are going to go over my head. She believed that since she had worked at the bar longer than I had, uh, that she had seniority and therefore she had the final say on everything. When I don't care what bar you work at, uh, the bartender, if the manager isn't there or the owner isn't there, if you're working in a mom and pop situation that where the, uh, the owner or the, or the manager will leave you by yourself, you are in charge. It's your bar. And so you have to make the hard decisions and, she was going to go over my head about it and go uh, go over to the boss and say uh, that a longtime regular customer was 86 uh, uh, by me and uh, we should let him back in. Uh, I was I had to spend a week because I only worked one night a week at that bar. The uh, the owner was nice enough to give me 
one night a week to work there while I worked another job. And uh, the next next week, I went over and talked to him about it, and he uh, he said, "Hey, you did the right thing. Uh, that's there's a rule. In fact, there's that sign over there. If you get into uh, there's a problem with the pool table, pick a number between eighty five and eighty seven." And he says, "There's nothing you can. Uh, there's nothing I can do. You made the hard decision. You did good." And that was a complete 180 from the bar that I had worked previous to where she would just let her friends, back, uh, the owner would just let her friends back in no matter what. Uh, I'm, I was, there was a point in time where I was pretty sure that one of her, uh, one of our regulars could uh, knife somebody in the bar and she'd be like, oh, they can come back in. No, that won't ever happen again. Okay, no. Now, and to be a manager that doesn't side with your employees, that always pisses me off. And without good reason, of course, uh, if it's just just because they're your friend, uh, it's OK. They can get away with murder. But, uh, uh, you know, if I had a lot of problems with the way the management ran in that other bar that I worked at. But, you know, and it's weird because I, I had a great time there because the uh, uh, me, Shannon and all, all of us, we uh, become all good friends. Um, but as soon as, well, I won't say it was because of me getting fired, it, uh, fired from that job, but, uh, I was like the domino effect that, uh, basically led, uh, uh, I'm not arrogant enough to say I was the start of the downfall of their business. Their business was doing good, but all of a sudden they started deciding to make changes to the bar, which ultimately, led to them uh led to them closing down the business for good. I personally think that they did it on purpose so they could collect tax money or something like failed business or uh insurance or something like that. But I digress. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about here people is if your bartender or your server uh makes it makes a hard decision like that, back them up. Even if you think they're uh stupid or retarded, uh you know Talk to them about it first. Make sure that's uh, uh, be, uh, you know, have an open mind and decide, is this the best course that we should take? Or, uh, uh, but ultimately, once the decision is made, agree, uh, you know, back up your uh, your coworker just because you got to see this person every day. And if they can't trust you to back them up, uh, it's going to be a horrible work environment. And did I feel uh, guilt about 86ing those three people all at once, personal best? The kid? No, because after he got out, of, um, got out of jail, he immediately got picked up by a girlfriend, and they tried to come back into the bar. He tried to hide his face and go to a table, and she ordered the beers. But then my staff, my awesome staff, uh, said, uh, See that guy over there? U86 him just a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. I walk over to the table and tried that power move where I put both hands on top of the table and I said, I told you to, uh, you were 86. What are you doing in here? And I didn't have any complaint from him. I had complaint from his girlfriend or the girl that he was in there with. Uh, she, you know, started saying it was unfair. I have no right. You know, the usual Karen shit. But, but of course, this was back in 2004 or something like that. Karen had... Karen was just a joke on a Dave Cook album, a Dane Cook album at that point. But she tried to stick up, uh, stick up for him by calling me an asshole and uh, were and 
I think she even used the line, "We're uh, we're never coming back here ever again." And I said, "Good." That's that was the whole point of eighty-sixing him. The Hispanic guy, I felt a little guilty about, not because, uh, uh, not because uh, my server uh, made me feel guilty about it. It's because yes, he was a long time customer of mine. He backed me up when I got fired from my previous job, but my hands were tied. Uh, and, uh, because you get in a fight in a bar, that's it for you. You're, uh, every, any bartender will tell you, you get in a fight in my bar, you are automatically 86. And, uh, I talked to him a couple weeks later after the incident and I said, Hey man, how you doing? And he says, dude, I have to go to court. And I was just like, Oh shit. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he had a couple priors, like I told you, and now he's going to have to go to court and maybe go to jail and that, and, you know, leave his wife and kids uh, behind just because he decided, uh, to throw a couple haymakers at a, uh, at a 22 year old. And, uh, you know, ultimately that wasn't, uh, I have to, I had to convince myself for a long time. Ultimately I did my job and, uh, you know, he, it was his decision to throw the punch and the, my reaction to it was exactly what I did. I had to do it. So yeah, a little bit of guilt for a little while, but I talked myself out of it. The third guy don't know what happened to him. Don't much care. Okay, people, it's time for me to take a break. Uh, go back, have a cigarette, take a breath and, uh, get ready for, uh, the, the rest of the night. So that also means it is, um, um, time for my musical guest. This musical guest comes from, uh, New York. Uh, his description on Bandcamp is stupid idiot from California living in New York who can't get a union job. So please give him money. Um, the, uh, from the album bartender slash dime store. Actually, it sounds more like an EP. Here is Los Cano Tienen with their single bartender. Thank you. 
Once again, that was Los Cano Tienen with their single Bartender. If you want to find out more about them, all you have to do is go over to bandcamp.com, search them out. That's where I get all the music uh, that I feature on this podcast. You can also find them on Spotify. Uh, go check them out. And uh, while you're on bandcamp.com, go find something else that you like. Uh, those people don't pay me, but uh, I find a lot of great music on that uh, by in bands that really could use a little bit of help and some attention right now. I'm, you're bound to find something you like on bandcamp.com. So go check it out right now. By the way, if you want to uh, have your music featured on Hey Bartender Podcast, all you have to do is just email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com, and send me a link to your song or send me the MP3 format. I'll put it on my show. I feel like that a lot of you guys have some great talent out there that needs to uh, have a little bit of airtime, even though this is a small podcast and you know, every little bit helps. Let me tell you. So just remember, contact me dude at Hey bartender podcast.com, or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. Hey bartender podcast. So anyway, people uh, wrap up this show. I just want you all to know, uh, yeah. Uh, guilt does come up when you're 86 ing somebody, especially when you have, uh, have to 86 a regular customer for screwing up. But keep in mind that uh, 86 ing somebody doesn't have to last forever. Uh, it doesn't even have to last more than a month or maybe even a week. They just need a little bit of cool, time, cool down time. I mean, the uh, most permanent 86 ing uh, and quick 86 ing that I've ever had to do to somebody is some kids that came into my bar one night and they just decided... I'm going to get in a fight. And they did everything they could to pick on one guy. They ended up uh, bitch slapping that, that one, that one guy or one, one of the guys bitch slapped my customer and ran out the door. The other guy uh, saw me uh, heading out the door to get the kid's license plate and decided to try to pick a fight with me and uh, slap me in the face. And I said, you need to leave now. And, uh, and, like I've told you before, um, my Harley riders were standing right behind me, and all I had to do was just say, Pat, kill. And that would have been the end of it. So, uh, but, you know, 86ing is your decision. It uh, helps you keep everybody uh, nice and mellow in the bar, uh, creates a good, atmos uh, good atmosphere by keeping the bad element out. If you have to 86 somebody, you have to do it. Because ultimately, 
that sort of thing can affect your business. And you don't want people to be afraid to come into your bar because a fight might break out. And, uh, that is your superpower. That That is your superpower that uh, is all yours. And just please use it responsibly. Don't don't 86 somebody for just wearing a uh, cheesy shirt uh, or uh, pants that are way too tight. That's uh, that's just that's just mean. So anyway, people, it is last call, last call for alcohol. Uh, Come on up to the bar. Uh, Otherwise, you're not getting anything. You're just going to have to finish your drink and go home because. I'm sitting at a desk in the middle of West Texas. Uh, there's no way I'm hell I'm going to be able to serve all of you. Uh, great appreciation to everybody that listens. I've checked my statistics recently and see that I have people, uh, at least one person, uh, listening in most of the countries in the world. It and that makes me feel awesome. So if you're listening in uh, anywhere but the United States. Thanks for listening to me. If you're trying to learn English from from me, you're going to be in trouble. But uh, nonetheless, I greatly appreciate you, everybody in the world, for listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. Uh, Everybody in the United States listening, you guys are awesome. Uh, If you uh, know a bartender, if you uh, know a server, or you, uh, uh, you know, tell your friends about this podcast because uh, I'd like to get this whole thing a little bit bigger than it was last year. And uh, so far, we're off to a really good start. I really appreciate it. I'd like to also thank Chino's Barbecue for giving me the recipe for the smoked bourbon old-fashioned. I mean, what you can't go wrong. There's a piece of bacon in it. I mean, a big slice of bacon. And, uh, you know, it's just new drink that I'd never heard of before. And greatly appreciate that you let me use it on the show. If you want to follow him, you need to go check out his website and see all the really cool stuff he's doing on his barbecue when it comes to briskets, when it comes to chicken, when it comes to uh, stuffed jalapenos. Every time I look at his stuff, I'm hungry. So go check out on Instagram at Chino's underscore BBQ. I'd also like to thank for uh, thank Los Cano TNA for contacting me and asking me to put their song on my show Remember, people, if you want to be on the show or you have a good drink recipe, you have a song you want played, you uh, have a good story to tell, all you have to do is contact me. Do it at heybartenderpodcast.com through email. You can contact me on Facebook or Instagram. Both accounts are Hey Bartender Podcast. If you enjoy snail mail, all you have to do is mail it to me at P.O. Box 12148, Odessa, Texas, 79768. Also, remember, people, uh, I do have a website, www.heybartenderpodcast.com. You can go there, listen to uh, recent episodes or a couple episodes back. And also, you can pick yourself up a Hey Bartender Podcast t-shirt if you feel like it. All the proceeds go to help Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm just going to be honest here. But that's it for the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. And as usual, I just want to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. I think I need another drink. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got here.